Hello everybody, it's uh, another episode of Dog Training with Patrick here in the car on the way home. Um, had a great event here at uh, Wolfgang, it's about group classes starting. Um, looks like we're going to finally get a start date on that. We finally have this event and we're thinking, you know, third week of September would be a, a good week to start. Uh, five weeks of training, one hour sessions, we're setting about four to six people. just passed on. It didn't, 
you know, the dog didn't make it go away, but in the dog's mind, that's not really what it's, it's registering and saying, so, in the dog's mind, it's saying, okay, you know, when I get scared, it finally passes, and I can, I can be this, and, um, so it never learns how to deal with it, and it'd be like, it'd be like me going out and skydiving, you know, and, and me being completely scared shitless, and so once I can go out there and skydive, if I did it once or twice a week, I wouldn't be scared anymore. It would no longer have the effect. The adrenaline rush and the, and the feeling of skydiving would no longer affect me in the same way. It would, and that's why some people keep going after these new highs, whether or not they speaking in public or um, starting a new business or building new, or going out and speaking in front of a giant-sized crowd or, or whatever. Um, they have these big adrenaline rushes and they get in the zone and what they do is they change that mindset and they start to get confidence in what they do and they're no longer terrified of certain situations. And um, and with the dog, we have to show them how to be that way, how to get that confidence to deal with that certain situation and change the association um, through desensitization. desensitization. Uh, but uh, that is the true meaning of it. And uh, you do it by gaining the dog in confidence and marking the right behaviors that you want to see. Um, so the dog absolutely loves going on a walk. And you know there's a storm coming, you can see it off in the distance, and your dog's starting to act a little funny. Grab the leash, see what he does. He wants to go outside during that. Every single time you know there's a storm coming when you're home, grab that leash. Um, then take him outside. It only has to be a 5 to 10 second, 15 second walk maybe, maybe a minute walk, you know, if you want to feel good about it. Uh, but they don't tell time like we do, so I can, I can come in after a 2 minute walk, hang the leash up, wait about 2 to 5 minutes, go back, grab the leash, and I get the same result again. You know, they don't really register time, they really don't understand how long they've been out on the walk, other than did they get the sniff the shaver's place. Uh, they do landmarkers to kind of let them know where they are, but it doesn't. That, that doesn't generally tell them, hey, I'm telling time a certain way. That, that's not it. They just have different landmarkers to help them uh, navigate through the world. So uh, if, if they smell a certain area, maybe there's a bad dog there, a mean dog there, maybe they, they smell that area and they immediately start to become more alert because another dog's approached them at that point in time in that area before and it caused enough imprint to, to leave a smell type memory and a, a smell type memory is that uh, it brings them back to a certain situation and makes them react in a way that helps them survive. It'd be no different from a dog tracking a rattlesnake and then the rattlesnake biting the dog. The dog will then understand that, hey, I'll tell you what, I smell a rattlesnake, I walk the other way, or I start to show some inhibit signs of fear or I'm not willing to go towards it. So that's kind of what scent memory happens with the dog, and um, it can always be somewhat confused with how a dog, um, how a dog, you know, understands time and things like that. Well, Algram, the dog understands that. Usually, their memory is done through smells. Um, every now and again, they become visual, but nine times out of ten, it's not more of a visual content; it's more of a smell contents first. And so, when they can they can register what the smell is, then they know how to associate that smell and act around it. And that's one of the biggest things when it comes to dog training, especially with improving behavior, is what does the dog feel about what is happening through his nose? And if the dog is not smelling through his nose and not being social, 
you get the right reactions from the dogs, then you have an understanding too that if the dog's not being social, then of course he's acting a certain way because he's only using one sense his eyes to tell him what it is and what it isn't. And since his eyes don't play a good memory, they have nothing really to do with his memory. What they end up having to do with is just being alert and more prey-driven type behavior. So a dog uses his nose to lock onto a piece of prey, a rabbit. Then he uses his eyes to make the visual to what he's smelling. And then when the dog, when the, when the rabbit starts to move, he is no longer smelling. What he's actually doing is hunting and being completely prey-driven into the chase. So the eyes get to be used as a chase. And so uh, when we talk about the dog's nose, it's very important to register that memories come through the nose. It is, it is, it is one of the biggest things to understand. We see things and we remember things visually, and we hear things and we can remember what smells are. But the dog's sole sense of smell um, is their main source of remembering and having memories of anything in the process. And one of the big things about their memory is. Uh, I'm not sure how many of you out there, and I'm sure some of you will shake your head yes, but a lot of you out there will go out and mow the lawn and leave the dog inside, right? Well, when you're out there on that lawnmower mowing the lawn, you're just visual. You're no longer, you're no longer that smell. And so that lawnmower is making this loud noise, and you're on it, and you're just outside and about. Nine times out of ten, that dog will start barking at you like you're a stranger. As soon as you come back inside, then all of a sudden they're they're all huffy puffy, and then all of a sudden they go right to you and smell you, and then they remember that's you. They don't really trust the eyes hardly at all when it comes to social type behavior. Um, so it's it's one of the cool things about understanding how they associate with different things and how it actually comes out and about to bring out out of them. Um, so uh, it's very very good type. Experience when you desensitize the dog to anything. Now it's best to find a threshold where they can respond and then you slowly work your way up to the actual experience. Sorry, got to yawn, uh, but this experience here at uh, Wolf Games is just incredible today. Uh, I hope you guys learned something about desensitization, desensitization um, with your dog, uh, other than how I get my how I get tongue tied. FYI, do what comes most natural to you, but don't expect that the, the dog to understand what comes most natural to you. It's best for us to understand how they actually think and work and react, and then we can use our skills to change that behavior. We can make a dog come full circle in that way to where we know what, this, what the triggers are because we're paying attention, and we can then align our prey drive into them say we understand your behavior because I think that was one of the biggest things about us as hunter gatherers is I think we learned to understand the habits and the behaviors and the whys that they did things and I think it's one of the coolest things about people is that when I've been doing this for so many years and working with so many different types of people one of the big things I've learned is that you have to give people the why you can't just show them how to do it. You can't show them just how to fish. 
how to bait the hook and in that you have to show them you have to tell them why you have to give them the big giant why in that process and I think once, once you can give a why once you can make them understand this is why we train this way this is why the dog has to have this type of training then you can then you can you can then make that experience happen for, for the dog and everyone's bought in. I think the why gives you buy-in. And it's um, one of the biggest things when it comes to training is that you have to have the buy-in from the client that you're working with. And most importantly, you have to get the buy-in from <laughs> Sorry, another yawn. I'm tired today, man. Um, but a lot of times the social events kind of take a little bit out of me. I am such, I'm an extrovert, introvert type of guy, um, where I can be extroverted if I need to be, and introverted if I need to be, so I'm one of the uh, uh, big guys uh, that, that sometimes it takes energy from me, and sometimes it gives energy, and today was one of those takes energy from you, you have energy while you do it, but as soon as you're done, you're like, learned a little about desensitizing your dog to different experiences so if you have any questions always reach out phone number is always going to be on my website all my contact information is on my website but you can always reach out through the website or through my facebook page um, you can also reach out on this podcast at dog training with patrick is the name of the podcast and you can find me at www.fourpawswithztrainingcanines.com Canines.com, or you can digital message me on Facebook at Patrick Ferland Dog Training. So, uh, hope you guys enjoy your week starting tomorrow, Monday after Monday morning through Friday. Most of you, if you work during the weekend, congratulations, you made it through another working weekend. Hopefully, it was a good weekend for you. And if you have any type of questions concerning your dog, feel free to leave comment or reach out and just talk to me. I do not charge for you to talk to me uh, about your canine's behavior. The only thing I do charge for is when I actually come out and visit your dog. So if you have questions, emails, concerns, I will return the phone call. I will talk to you. And most importantly, I can just give you the best advice by the picture that you painted of the situation. I can't give you hard, accurate, yes or no, this situation that I present to you of how to fix a behavior will actually work without doing an actual assessment on your dog. So keep that in mind when you do reach out, that there's not, I can only do so much over the phone because seeing behavior, seeing the dog, and seeing how the owner interacts with the dog is everything, um, gives me the full sense of understanding what is happening. So, until next time, you guys all take care. Just so happens to be doing quite a few of these.
honestly. 